Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we'll have one song, and then Chris has announcements. Two more songs, and David has our lesson this evening. Our first song tonight is number 932, Holy Ground. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. Holy Ground. Please be seated. Good evening. Uh, this Sunday morning, we will start uh, two children's Bible hours. There will be one for the two to four-year-olds in the front hallway classroom, and then the K through second grade will be in the multi-purpose room, so be aware of that. Um, lots of life group stuff coming up, so September 16th. Life group four, that's Jerry's group, will be meeting at um, Allen and Leah Payne's house. Uh, if you're in that group, the address is on the uh, bulletin board in the foyer. This coming Sunday, both Jeremy and Gary's uh, groups two and three will be meeting after morning services for lunch. Um, the food pantry still needs several things, uh, so we can fill that up. The, uh, the needs are there on the bulletin board. Today is the deadline to sign up for Rush. If you're uh, going with the youth group to Rush, you need to sign up today. Uh, September 19th, that's Tuesday, the Young at Heart will be going to Cam's Ham. Uh, so meet here then, yeah, and you can come too. And uh, the deacons are meeting this Sunday at 5 p.m. As far as our, cancer, or as far as our, our prayer list goes, we have several folks that have cancer. Uh, of course, Jimmy Wilgus, he's still undergoing treatments in uh, Columbus. Uh, Jim Haney, his numbers are doing well, but still needs prayers, of course. Tanya Shamblin uh, and Judy Jordan, I think her ablation is this week. Is that right? You may know better than I do. Not this week. It's been postponed again. 
Wow. Okay. So we'll get back to you on that. It's been postponed again. Um, continue to remember Jerry, uh, Jerry's sister, Carolyn O'Lynn, as well as John Klein as he recovers from his, um, his valve replacement, and Jim Martin, Cynthia Picklesheimer's dad. Uh, also, a young guy named Zach Russell. He has, uh, he's got a young family. He's a young man. Um, but uh, he was, uh, is in need of a heart transplant. He lives in Chesapeake and uh, needs a um, heart transplant. He's got significant damage to his, to his heart and needs a transplant there. So we're going to be in prayer for him. Um, there's nothing further. Uh, let's pray and we'll uh, get back into our worship. Father, we're honored to be called your children, honored to be able to come to you in this medium, Father, and to bring our our wants and our wishes to you. We pray that you'll bless the ones that we've mentioned this morning. We know that you're the great physician, Father, and we pray that you will watch over these, these folks and uh, heal them if it's your will, Father, and bring them back to us. I think especially of Jimmy Wilgus and, and Jim Haney and uh, Judy Jordan, and John Klein, and so many others, Father, that are struggling. We pray that you be with them. Uh, watch over Carolyn Lynn and Tanya Shamblin and Jim Martin. Um, and this young man with the, with the heart transplant needs, Father, we pray that you'll bless him and bless his family, Father. Continue to watch over us, help us to be who you would have us to be, Father, and give us strength as we continue to live lives that are in line with who you want us to be. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next song this evening is number 843. Or that's the wrong number. Seek ye first. <laughs> I think it's 883. 
Our next song this evening is number 627. 627, the Glory Land Way. I'm in the way, the bright and shining way. I'm in the glory land way. Telling the world that Jesus saves me today. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. song of invitation would be number 380, 380, just as I am. Good evening, church family. This evening I want to talk to you um, uh, about mental illness. The reason why I bring this up, a lot of Christians do not believe in mental illness. If a Christian is depressed or has anxiety or they're bipolar, they believe that they are not real Christians. That they believe that it is some sin in their life that they desperately need to repent of. That they need to repent of that depression or anxiety or whatever is going on in their life that's causing that, them that problem. Nearly half, 48% of Christians believe that serious mental illness can be corrected through prayer and studying the Bible. Nearly half, 48%. So because of this kind of thinking, as a result of mental illness, many Christians do not admit that they have a problem, that they don't suffer through mental illness, that they don't suffer through anxiety, that they don't suffer through depression. So they don't ask for help 
They don't reach out to somebody. And they often turn to the world instead of the church for help. Because they feel like the world is more understanding, that the world has more sympathy, and that there's help there. However, this approach can sometimes further them spiritually in a downward spiral and cause complications in their life. And it won't help them overcome their challenges. We need to understand the reason why Christians can also suffer through mental, mental illness. We need to understand that as Christians, we are human, just like everybody else. We all hurt. We all get weak. We all fall. That means that we all have the ability to have heart attacks, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Yes, even mental illness. Our brains can break. When we have a chemo chemistry malfunction in our, in our heads, when our hormones can be out of balance, but some Christians live in this broken world and Christians aren't are not shielded to the effects of a fallen world. We like to walk around with blinders on. There are people out there that are Christians today who've, who've witnessed accidents, abuse. They've been wronged. They've been lied about. Some intentionally, some unintentionally. Every single one of us has heard or seen a story that's affected us, that traumatized us in some kind of certain way in our lives. We've all lost loved ones. We've all witnessed broken families. And that trauma that we have in our lives shapes our brains and our functionality on the way we think. And that affects on how our body reacts and feels when we go through trauma in our lives. We get stressed. Every single one of us gets stressed in our lives. As human beings, we are designed for a very small amount of stress. God made us to deal with small amount of stress in our lives. And then after that small amount of stress in our lives, he's designed us to be able to relax and function again, where we can stay calm and collective. But when our bodies and minds are under a tremendous amount of stress for a long period of time, we can have a system malfunction Christians, we're confronted with all kinds of threats in our lives. Some real, some perceived, 
some physical and some emotional. But there's a small part in the back of our brains that takes over. And it helps us respond to and survive that particular threat. It really works as like an, an external threat. Like if, uh, if a dog was to attack you, how would you act? You would take action right then and there. You would either fight your way to safety, you would either run from that threat... But once we've gotten to safety, the back of our brains, that survival function, no longer requires us to relax. It takes over. It starts, starts thinking more calmly. It starts thinking things out for us. And it takes over, so that way our brains can relax. But if a person feels constantly under a threat and they do not see any relief from that threat it can cause stress and pressure and it takes over the pressure center of our brains and that pressure center of our brain will affect our body on how everything comes out, on our emotions, and it causes a chemical stress like adrenaline, which isn't a bad thing just for a little doses of adrenaline, but over time, it can be harmful. And it can cause issues, dangerous issues physically. It can cause mental health. I hope you're beginning to see as Christians that we all suffer through something. We all go through something. But you might wonder, does mental illness ever come to believers as a result of personal sin? Does mental illness ever come to believers as a result of personal sin. Personal sin can cause depression that can affect us physically and spiritually. But two additional reasons why Christians in particular may experience mental illness is first off, we are children of God. We find that in Galatians 3, verse 26, and also 1 John 3, 1, that we are children of God. And we read about in Psalms 32 and also Psalms 51 about when David, King David found when he committed adultery and when he committed murder, he was struggling with mental illness of that uncommitted sin. You see, because if God chastised us for our mental illness every time we sin, every single one of us would walk around with depression. 
we'd feel like there's no hope in our lives. But thankfully for his mercy, he doesn't do that. However, our sin... we have in our lives that, un, that stubborn, that unforgiven sin that we refuse to admit that we were wrong. God may afflict our minds and our emotions to get our attention to make us see his mercy and his grace. God's discipline then teaches us how bad sin is. He teaches us so that way we can grow closer to him, build a relationship with him. Yes, you know what? Sometimes that's going to be painful. Yes, we are going to struggle. But at the very end of it, we see how good it is for us. The absence of Christian virtues and grace can also cause damage our moods and our minds. For example, if we don't pray, if we don't read our Bibles, if we don't live a God-centered life of love, hope, patience, trust, worship, these defects can eventually cause mental illness and emotional damage and spiritual damage in our own lives. Worry and anxiety can take place over trust and confidence Independence and self-control will be replaced by dependence and God's control. Working for acceptance with God will take the place of wondering what the world thinks of you. These replacements carry emotional and mental costs, which every single time will cause mental illness. But surely... One might say Christians have less mental illness than non-Christians. Sometimes that's the opposite. Christians can have mental illness because they are Christians. While Christians have more resources to combat mental illness as, than non-Christians, they can also be more vulnerable to it than non-Christians. You see, because we as Christians, we are targets of the devil. The devil comes after us. He's always after us. Why? Because he hates God's people. We find that in Genesis 3.15. Because we used to belong to him. And he wants us back. So he tries to destroy everything that God has done to you in your life. He tries to destroy all the happiness that you have, that God's given you. He therefore attacks us with a much greater force, with much more power, which causes more stress in our life. 
it takes a toll on us in so many ways. It takes a toll on our thoughts, on our emotions, on our bodies. Because the devil tempts us and tests us a way that he doesn't test non-Christians. He doesn't have to test a non-Christian. So you and I are cautious of our sin. We know what's, how sin affects us. We know what it does to us. And we see evil in our hearts even before others see it. But sometimes we know that that can be scary and depressing. And we get, when we get away from the gospel, when we feel that way, it can lead us into a dark, dangerous place in our lives, which can cause weakness and temptation in our lives that we don't want to go. And we forget about the little progress we have with Christ. Yes, you and I are affected by all the sin in the world. But when we are brought to Christ in our lives, we become more and more like him. We become more like Christ every single day, and our hearts grow softer and more sensitive to the evil in this world. We see people in a new light especially the sins of our loved ones. And we grieve over the destruction that sin causes. We see tragedies, wars, terrorism with increased agony because of suffering inflicted and especially because people are being swept into eternity without the gospel. Mental illness is real. Stress is real. The importance of what I'm trying to get at, as Christians, we have opportunities to talk to somebody. Don't let it bring you down. I've always told the kids in the youth group, my door is always open. My door is always open to you. Any way I can help, I can always listen. I can always pray for you. We can always try to get things right. My door is always open. Don't let it bring you down. Have God help you, bring you the strength that you need. Bring, he wants you to talk it out. He wants you to not be stressed. He wants a closer relationship with him. And maybe this evening you've had struggles in your life with stress and anxiety, depression, whatever, whatever it may be, and you need the prayers of the congregation. The Bible tells us, let our elders pray over us. We can have that happen tonight. 
Don't miss the opportunity. Take the opportunity while you can. Or maybe you're not a Christian and you want to be. Take that opportunity now. It's the best decision you'll make your entire life. Please come forward as we stand and sing. Would you pray with me, please? Dear God, our Father in heaven, we're thankful, Lord, for this day that you've given to us. We thank you, Lord, that you're looking out for us each and every day of our lives. We're grateful for this opportunity we have to gather together this evening and uh, to praise your holy name. Lord, we're uh, mindful of those that could not be with us this evening. We pray your blessing on those on the prayer list this week and we pray for their strength and their healing according to your will. Lord, we're so thankful for your word and for the comfort and for the strength that we get through the scriptures and we pray that uh, as we look into your word this evening that, that we would be strengthened. Lord, we're so thankful for the gift of your son Jesus Christ and all that he means to us in our lives. We pray all of these things in his name. Amen. 